El podcast del tanque borracho de Rooster Teeth. Chimichanga. Hey everyone, welcome to the Drunk Tank. I suddenly want a chimichanga. You know, I've been I've been sitting on that uh, on that theme song for for se- for a couple months now, waiting for to use it today. Today's a special day, Mexican Independence Day. I know y'all don't know that. Oh right. The, you know, the, I thought I thought Cinco de Mayo was Mexican Independence Day though. No, that was a. Uh, some beer company made that up. Well, it didn't make it up. Some beer company started promoting that in the U.S. in the 70s to try to get people to drink more beer. But today, the real Mexican Independence Day. Do Wait, you think, did wow. it work? Did people drink more beer? <laughs> I think more people know about Cinco de Mayo in the U.S. than in Mexico, so yeah, I think it worked. <laughs> that That's makes awesome. no sense. Why? I don't get it. So what is Cinco de Mayo to Mexican people? Um, well, it commemorates a, a battle that, that Mexico won against France uh, during the uh, War for Independence. But, I mean, it's celebrated in parts of Mexico, but it's not a big deal. Can I ask you a question? Do you know that because you grew up on the border between yeah, yeah. America and Mexico? Do they, in your history classes and stuff uh, growing up, did you get a more Mexican-heavy history? <laughs> no, no, we had, we had the standard. We, we were still in the United States, you know. Well, I, I lived on this side of the it's, river. It's more relevant. You're right next door. No, no, I got the exact same curriculum. Wow. All the same. Hey, so is this the holiday where the people get out the big mallets with the fireworks on the end? Oh, shit. Is oh, that... shit. Remember that video? I forgot about that video. I gotta find Dude, that. You gotta link up that thing. I don't know what, what the do you do? I don't was know. it like C four on the end of a mallet, like a hammer? I don't know what the he fuck like that was. Slams it on the ground. And it like rips his hands over the back Dude, of his head. That head. goes flying. <laughs> it's a video where these people are celebrating something in Mexico, and there's crowds of people that have like huge, like Super Mario mallets. It, look, no, it looks, like, looks like the hammer from fucking. Donkey Kong. Halo. Oh, from Halo, <laughs> yeah. Gravity hammer. Fuck me, that'd be awesome. And on the end of it is some kind of explosive, some kind of contact explosive. And they're just hitting these things on the ground, making these huge explosions. And I guess one guy thinks, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have the showstopper. And man, he almost kills himself. <laughs> the show definitely got stopped. You know, we, we'd see that all the time growing up on the border. They, like, you could buy like homemade, I guess they were like homemade fireworks in Mexico. And essentially it was like gunpowder wrapped in newspaper. And uh, they were like huge triangles of it. And I remember once I was in ninth grade. And I was like bending down using my locker and I heard something to my right and I turned and I looked and someone had gotten one of those and thrown it on the ground next to me. I was like, oh, that's going to suck. And it went off and it literally like knocked me over onto the ground. <laughs> oh no shit, really? Yeah. Wow. Shockwaved by it. Wow. You know, I, I sat next to a guy coming back from PAX on the plane. I sat next to a dude who was going over. He had just finished three years in Iraq and he was going back for another four years. He'd signed another contract. And this dude was like, he was he was huge. He was like two fifty of solid muscle, and he's he was a frontline grunt. That's what he called himself. Yeah. And he said, you know, takes a certain kind of mentality, and I got that mentality. Like he was frontlines guy. He said he'd been hit by twenty IEDs. What? Yeah, twenty IEDs. And then he talked about something else called an RFD, which is not just an explosive device. It's like something that like shoots molten copper at you, like some kind of device that gets rigged up. My it was hor- it was horrifying to hear about it, but. To hear him describe getting hit by an IED, he, he said, these are his words, I'm sure, you know, his, this is his experience, he said, it's not as bad as what you'd think, you're just driving along in your Humvee, and then suddenly your Humvee's 20 feet in the air. And Jesus I said, Christ. That sounds pretty bad to me. And he goes, yeah, and then you're like, uh, he, it, by the way, he's a huge video game fan, plays everything, plays Left 4 Dead, Modern Warfare, Halo, plays it all. And he says they actually do a good job of showing what it's like to get hit by a flashbang and being an explosion. Mm-hmm. He said, because after he got hit by this IEDs, you spend the first 30 seconds coming back to reality, and he said, figuring out whether or not you're alive. 
You don't That's know. Fucking crazy. It was, up. He had he had crazy stories. But he was a, he was a really cool guy. And uh, twenty times. Yeah. It must get was... to the point where it becomes an annoyance. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm again. sure it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> man, I, man. Was it, he all scarred up and stuff? Uh, no, he was. The, I will say this: the surprising thing about it was when the drink cart came by, I offered to buy him a drink, and he said, "No, I can't drink." That's and nice. I said, "Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, the uniform, right?" He goes. No, I'm 20. The dude looked like he was 35. Wow. Like, he, he, he's lived a life that not many people have lived, you know? Yeah. And that, that shocked. My wife was traveling with me, and it shocked us. That was the most shocking thing he told us. Out of everything he told us about the war, the fact that he was 20 was the most shocking. It was just That's crazy. fucking crazy. And he's going back for four years, man. Yeah. Going back for four years. Amazing. We had some, uh, we had some guys come by yesterday to show off their uh, ODST armor that they made, which was fucking awesome, by the way. Those four fifth guys, yeah. They had a gravity hammer that weighed about 150 pounds. It was crazy. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it, it, it looked better than the stuff I'd seen from Weta. I mean, that thing was amazing. But anyway, those guys, one of those guys just... I haven't personally seen it and in the cut. picture. <laughs> <laughs> it was... No, it was really impressive stuff. It had stuff. like a leather... Leather handle, right? Yeah, it was fantastic. And, and, yeah, you would actually you could easily kill a guy with one hit with that thing. But talking to to the to the main guy, uh, he is stationed at Fort Hood, and he is about to go over for his fourth trip to Iraq, and then he'll have another fifth trip after that. And I can't like, imagine that. Just the nicest guys, man. Yeah, just absolutely like really enthusiastic guy, really cool people that came by. It was super nice. Yeah, it's, it's been really cool to connect with uh, some of the military people that watch Red versus Blue, especially, and then of course. They all play Halo as well. Really talented, yeah. too. Like Some of the stuff they made was spot on. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah. You know, that is a weird thing, because when I was a kid, I remember as a kid thinking, how cool would it be to have a Halloween costume that was a Stormtrooper armor? And I mean, like the real armor, not the vinyl, you know, yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah. costume with the mask and the rubber band. But uh, now it just seems like everybody's doing that stuff. We, like, we, should, we should do that. We should dress up as Stormtroopers for, for Halloween. We should fulfill your childhood fantasy, and everyone in the office should buy a Stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. About I don't that. know. I mean, I, I'm not as much into Nazis as I was when I was a kid. <laughs> those, those are the stormtroopers I met. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> <laughs> the going good so far. But isn't it, it really is weird? Like all of a sudden, people suddenly had the ability to mold plastic in their garage. Like, yeah. that, where did that come from? I guess it's just the, the proliferation of information on the internet. Like now, you're like, oh, I wonder how to do that. Let me look. Oh, that's how you do that. Okay. Yeah and, yeah, and they'll talk to you about it, like, the way we talk about things now, you know, about technology. Like, they're just matter of fact, and, and these guys do that. Like, I said, this is cool. How do you make it? Oh, it's real easy. It's just like a, it's all PVC, and then we vacuum form it. I'm like, no, that's not acceptable. That, that yeah. makes no sense, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you can't just casually mention stuff like that. <laughs> it's like having a nuclear lab in your garage to me. It's easy. We just separate the uh, the hydrogen uh, from its components apart. Duh. How do you go? How do you go from a PV, PVC tube to that armor? Do they melt it? I yeah, I guess. Do they? That's got to have like toxic fumes and shit. No, but you, like when you vacuum form something, you just heat it and then suck it, right? And it just sucks into shape. Without so, you don't have to melt anything. You right? know better than I so would. You just stood there with a straw and sucked that into shape. I think you just stretch. It gets like hot and floppy, and you just suck it into a mold. No, clearly they had the, the Suckytronic 3000 vacuum yeah. forming thing, you know. <laughs> the suck flop. Clearly, Jeff, come on. They just got the ODST mold. Duh. <laughs> that would be a forum on the internet that you could walk into and not understand anything being said for, like, the first two months you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things I love about the internet. It's like, I think that's what's happened. All these people who have this interest and a little bit of knowledge have all found each other on the internet, and now it seems like anything is possible. Yeah, yeah. You everybody, got, everybody takes their little bit of knowledge and amasses it into fucking... And 
And now we have magic. And now we have magic. And now we have Japan launching a fucking satellite to beam power back to Earth. That's yeah, so the wireless awesome. power. That's magic to me. Is that magic to you? That's totally magic. Wireless power? It's like, oh, our power comes from up there. Is that, is that the somewhere. next big, what the next you? huge thing? I don't know. That's it's pretty fucking huge. What that's, were you, you saying it was four kilometers across? Is yeah, that right? surface no, area. The surface, surface area, area of it? Four, yeah. squ- that would be four, four square, square kilometers. kilometers. But that's got to be like the next big thing since the invention of electricity itself, surely. Wireless electricity? Yeah. I guess. So four square kilometers would essentially be two kilometers yeah. per side. So 1.2 miles by 1.2 miles for Whoa. our kilometer challenge. And let's explain what we're talking about here. Japan is launching, just started a project, where they're going to launch, a. is it even right to call it a satellite? Yeah, I guess, yeah there's a satellite. Yeah. It's an enormous solar satellite that's going to collect energy outside of the atmosphere and then beam it down to Japan. Right. They're going to power 300,000 homes. Using this technology. And what's the cost on this project? $21 billion. Wow. They said that uh, I think they want to have it in place by 2015 and that they're going to start doing initial smaller tests. God, should we be doing this? <laughs> Is that too much? <laughs> it does seem like that's basically just going to make a giant heat ray that's going to zap something, Especially right? if someone knocks it off its axis. Yeah. He hits it with a meteor shower or something. Next thing you know, fucking where's Africa? I'd love to see, yeah, I'd love to see like a third world country's version of that. It's like they just put a giant magnifying glass <laughs> and make this like super hot point. They just put they a put mirror on... on the moon. <laughs> it's like... So it's always daylight? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea. What would you be able to see if, if the moon was a mirror? Would you be able to see yourself? <laughs> you... I, mean, I don't know. You, you just shave. I'm just going to look at the moon and... <laughs> Get out my Gillette. You'd shave with a telescope. <laughs> that makes uh, sense. Yeah, that. Uh, why not? Fuck it. It's magic. God, that it does. It it seems crazy to me that the the stuff that they're doing now it's just nuts. So that would be how they power every. So basically, if you lived there, you would have to pay for that service. You you wouldn't be able to choose not to pay and live there. What does that mean? Like. Well, you have to pay for electricity oh, I, regardless. Like, like you, you choose your electricity service, right? Like you make a pirated power receiver, basically? But what I'm saying is it'll be a waste to live under that thing and not want to use that kind of power. Yeah? Do oh, you, absolutely. Why run the electrical I, I don't think... You know, I mean, most places... I don't know about in the UK, but here you really don't have a choice for your power. Like, just where you live, you're powered by someone. Do you... Like, th- I have to have City of Austin power. Right. I have no choice. Okay. Yeah. And you don't care. No, and I don't care. It's like we got in conversations with Gavin about national health insurance that he has, and he doesn't really know how it works he just knows that it works yeah and we're all concerned about it but we have so much stuff in america that that, that is already that way like how our water works i don't care you know i don't want to go shopping around for my best water deal right I, I just i have pipes in my house that's it you know yeah where, where, does, where does this pipe where does this pipe start okay that's the guy i'm paying <laughs> exactly right <laughs> just send me a bill you know called the water company you know what right. i mean do you, do you think our parents, like, talking about the technology stuff, like in the 60s or maybe even our grandparents were sitting around in a room one day going, did you hear about this? They're going to, a tape is going to have a movie on it and you put it in a box in your house and you're going to, it's like being at the movie theater. Do, do you think, like, a tape, I'm sure they did. Or like, you're going to be able to, like, if you're not home, you can just leave a message. And then when you get home, you hit a button and people fucking, the guy's talking to you. Like it, that, that stuff must have seemed like science fiction. To yeah, them, I right? can't. I can't imagine being from that time and seeing the shit we have now. I know, and it's like imagine what like our kids are going to talk about twenty years from now when they're sitting in a room. We we watched that mystery science theater the other day where they were talking about phones in the sixties or whatever. Oh yeah, like a, and they had all kinds of crap that I didn't know they had back then. Yeah, that was like pretty putting weird. people on hold and like 
forwarding your number to somewhere else. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that shit 50 years ago, whatever. That was mm-hmm. in the 60s. It was like in the 40s. Oh, really? That video. Wow. Yeah. Gavin and I were talking about that with September 11th, the anniversary just passed, and how if that happened today, you would have hundreds, if not thousands, of videos of the first plane hitting just because people would be recording. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like that Onion video that we like so much. Yeah. Literally, everyone everyone has a camera phone, pretty much now, that can do video. A Mm -hmm. lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Sure seems like it. And if, if, if the second plane hit again now, you would have... Like thousands of videos of that exact moment. If you synced them all up, you could get some weird 360 degree bullet time view of yeah, that. Some kind of like 3D recreation. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go a level level deeper than that. You would have video from inside the plane. Oh, because they were calling would. on their cell phones. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And pictures and things like that. You would have footage from inside the building, inside the plane. With crazy in the basement. Yeah, everywhere. It, it's crazy, and that's not that long ago. Yeah, eight really. years. Yeah. I can't believe it's to, been eight to think years. that only one camera captured that first plane hit. Yeah, that's, that's that is insane. Unbelievable. To me. Yeah, and he and he captured it like perfectly. Like he was aiming down at this grate because they were checking a gas leak, weren't they? And he just heard the plane go up, flick the camera up just at the moment it hit. They were following and, and a you, firefighter crew. Yeah, yeah. It was like two two French brothers doing this documentary about mm-hmm. firefighters. It's a great documentary. And oh were, yeah. And they were just in the right place. They were in the tower when it collapsed. Wow. They were underneath, like in the basement, and like it's like. They're, they're there, and you hear the building coming down around them, and everything goes dark. And they, But somehow they made it out. So, some people are in just such states. So like the, the building's collapsing around them. There's like clouds of dust, and people are just like looking at it and just slowly walking. It's just like, what is happening? Some people aren't even running. Where, Gavin, how, how was your experience with that? You lived in the UK. How old were you? Uh, I was, I was, in, I was probably 14. Was I? Probably 13. 13? Yeah. I, I just, I think it was the last lesson of the day at school because it was the afternoon for us. It was like 3, mm-hmm. 3 p.m. Yeah. And I didn't actually know what the, the Twin Towers were at that time. Sure. I was, I was like, something something happened in America and we got home and I like, whoa. But yeah, I, I didn't really know much about it. I A lot of stuff happened when I was young and I didn't know a lot about the stuff until after it happened. Like, I didn't really know the big deal about Princess Diana until after she was dead. Matt, you were, you were probably much younger for that, though. Yeah. Dude, she was such a MILF. <laughs> so <laughs> take, it, take it easy. Take it easy. She was, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, you know, it, it, I had a similar experience. Like, when I was a kid, I must have been 10 years old when, like, the Berlin Wall fell. And I remember watching it, like, on the news at night that evening and being like, you know, I, I, I kind of know what this is about, but I know this is a much bigger deal than, than I understand at this point Dude. in my life. And I, I made a point to watch it because I was like... I know this. I know this is important. I know this is a big deal. That was a huge deal to me when the Berlin Wall fell. I'm, a, I guess, I'm three or four years older yeah. than you. I was actually eleven, so you must have been like fourteen. Yeah, because I was, was that. I eighty uh, nine. I grew up in the middle of the Cold War, and I was terrified of Russia as a kid. Man, I was like, I just it was just like a, a fact that at some point we were going to get hit with a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. At least to, to me as a kid. And I was fucking. Terrified. Did you know? Well, did you I'm know still... what that was as a kid? Yeah, absolutely. Did you know what that meant? Yeah, because we had tons of movies like Day After Tomorrow and uh, shit like that, Red Dawn, where I was just, it was just, I knew at some point Russia was going to invade. Like, do, do you have? A, you're younger than us by about ten years, if not more. Yeah, I'm 21. Uh, do you have a recollection at all of an East and West Germany? Does that even make sense to you? Like we talk about East Germany. I, I know about it, but I, I, it never affected my life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I was shit. You were what, born in 88. I was born in 88, so yeah, yeah I, was, I was one. They were they were two different countries. East Germany was yeah, a different yeah, yeah. country. My wife's uh, sister in law is from Germany, and uh, they actually live over there now. And she has crazy stories 
about when the wall fell and people started to come over. And she was like, she worked with a girl who ended up getting a job at a hospital resort who had never seen a banana before and didn't know what it was. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Can you imagine that? She was just like, I don't, she was freaked out. She was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. That's creepy. Why are you eating it? <laughs> it's a banana. We, we had this conversation at one point, too, where I, I was wondering, would it be possible that just by coincidence and circumstance, a person could miss a major event in the world? Like, you didn't watch TV that day, and you just happened to walk out of the room every time someone started talking about it. 9-11 is a bad example because it went on for, like, two months. But, like, what if you missed, like, I can't even come up with it because I don't know. Like, what if you missed, like, one of the pyramids fell down or something like that mm -hmm. in Egypt? And... You just didn't learn that, you know? You yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. By the way, that didn't happen. I'm coming up with an example. Could, or or if, you totally were, if you were just in a coma for a week. Or even and like you, you went on vacation. <laughs> like a little extreme. I was on vacation in Miami for a week. I didn't really have internet the entire time I was there. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, like, I mean, see, people dying is one of those things. Like, you don't know that someone is dead, yeah. you know? And you find out about it years later. It's a, it's um, <laughs> nothing like the, the example you said, but when I went to Japan a couple years ago, that's when Apple announced they were ditching PowerPC processors in favor of Intel processors. Like they announced it that we, you know, that time I was gone, then I came back and I heard about it. Like people were talking about it, like matter of factly, like two months later. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You have no clue what you're <laughs> talking I, I, about. And I had no idea. Then I like had to go back and read about it. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I totally missed that. Well, didn't they find a ton of people who didn't know certain wars were over and stuff? Like they'd been in hiding. Oh, man. And, like, they didn't realize the war ended There's, 20 I, I, years I, I, ago. I, I don't think I told the story in the podcast yet. Stop me if I have. Um, there was a couple of guys, there were three guys on a small island off the Philippines, three Japanese guys who were in the military, and they were still there as recently as the early 90s, and they still thought the war was going on. Like, two, and then over time, two of them had died. So it was just like one old man who was still like raiding villages and like stealing pigs to keep himself alive out in the jungle. God. And they, he, people would try to talk to him and tell him the war was over, and he wouldn't believe it, and he was told to stay there and defend. So they had to get his old commanding officer, who was no longer in the military, he was like some school teacher. And they had to get his old commanding officer to put on his old uniform again and come out to the island to tell him to finally stop. Wow. Jesus. Jesus so he was really? on the island for like 50 years, like eating pigs and living in the jungle and killing people. He killed a bunch of people. What wow. the fuck? I'll see if I can find the, the story for the link dump. That's crazy. And that man invented the solar space station. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you go home from that? Yeah. After I... your 50-year tour of the war? His first words were, what the fuck is nukes? Yeah. <laughs> that's Dude, a whole, that's that a whole guy's, reference. That guy's got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Let's see, let's see if I find that story. What would it be like to return to Japan today when you left it in 1940? Yeah, man. It, it would be like... It would be, like, such a huge jump into the future. I mean, you're leaving, like... It's like, huh, we're putting a satellite in space next week to beam power down to us. What's a satellite? You know, what's space? <laughs> and how about walking through downtown Tokyo? Like, what the fuck is Hello Kitty in anime? <laughs> I mean, I would, I would make a joke that he thinks he's walked onto the set of Blade Runner, but he wouldn't know what Blade Runner is. Yeah. You know? I mean, downtown Tokyo would be... Frightening. It's What's fun, a science fiction crazy. movie from that time period? It'd be like the day the Earth stood still, like that kind of level of science fiction, right? From back then, I, I so he would have even no imagine. frame of reference. I can't even whatsoever. imagine. I, I think he's better off in the jungle, yeah, stealing pigs. It wouldn't be worth probably. adjusting. It'd be so hard. Yeah, God, that's that's really fascinating. Really yeah. fascinating. The uh, so you guys, do, I mean, I don't want to beat this September 11th thing to death, but uh, where were you guys? Where were you guys when you found out about it? Uh, I was at TNI. I was floor managing that day. So oh, yeah? it was like, a Ajax and I watched it. That's our old tech support. And TNI's, yeah, the old tech support company. Yeah. yeah. And uh, where were you? I was actually not far from here. 
uh, I think I'd woken up that morning and I heard like the DJ on my radio alarm say, you know, a plane flew into the tower. I thought, that's weird. And I thought they meant the UT tower. And I thought it was like a little single engine plane had flown into it. And so I had, my, I had a view of, you know, the university from where I lived at the time. So I went out into my balcony and looked at it and go, tower was fine. It's like, that nah, guy's full of shit. <laughs> and I drove down to work and I parked in the same parking garage that we park at now for Rooster Teeth. And I bumped into the secretary for the CEO of the company I worked for. She's like, oh, did you hear what's going on? She told me, I was like, wow, that's crazy. We, it, yeah, that was so weird. Like, the weirdest thing about that, at least in my memory, is that for about a good 20 minutes, we, it, was, it was just kind of amusing almost. I mean, like, when we found out about it, we thought it was right. like a prop plane hit the World Trade Center. I thought it was some idiot tourist or something who, uh, like, lost control and just bounced off the World Trade Center. And then right. when shit started coming down, it was very quickly. Or when you saw the first scenario. picture of the hole in yeah. the side of the tower. Yeah. Yeah, I was at a convention in Dallas, and it was the morning the convention was going to start. And they canceled the whole convention, and everyone had to find a way to try to get home. Man, that's, that's crazy. Nice. That was not to easy. cancel a convention. That's uh, that, that's well, crazy. Think if you would. I, it was that's a three hour drive from where we live in Austin. But if someone was there from St. Louis, how would you get home? They yeah. they shut down airline travel for four days here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine it'd be like us. I guess trying to go to Comic Con and something happening and be like, oh well, convention's over. I guess we got to figure out how to get back to Texas. That pretty much paused the entire world, right, for a day. Well, certain, uh, certainly America. Yeah, definitely paused America. For like nothing months. nothing that was going to happen that day happened. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It didn't seem to matter. You know what I mean? Nothing seemed to matter. I, All, I bet it mattered for the people who were calling you at the old tech support place. Yeah, dude, it also killed the internet. Universally, the internet just stopped working. And we had worked at a tech support company where we fixed internet problems and man we talked to a lot of pissed off people that day yeah that was unbelievable how mad people were people people were just rude as hell we'd be like well you have to i I still find it weird that the internet can't handle everyone who uses the internet at once it's like most most traffic shaping stuff it's like highways highways are designed to get people around but if everyone wants to use the highway at once it's not going to fucking work Mm -hmm. yeah telephone network is definitely that way you have problems at pax with your seed like 3g Oh yeah, that that happened at South by Southwest too. AT and T really has to go nuts installing, you know, more circuits to handle traffic when there was a major convention in mm-hmm. town. Yeah, when we were at PAX, my phone, my I have a three GS. My phone worked, but the data didn't work. Like it said, it was, it was so crammed. Yeah, it said it was connected, but I wouldn't get anything. Then, like you know, once every hour and a half or so, I'd get a bunch of aims. Oh, by the way, did you see that they released the official numbers for PAX attendance? Yeah, I saw I that. Sixty-one seven. Nice. Oh, I thought it was sixty-seven. I thought it was sixty one seven, mm. but and but that's purely a function of them uh, being limited out. by space. Yeah, yeah, that thing could have been a lot, a lot bigger. Hmm. And they're all currently under quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I saw something at PAX that I was really excited about. That I think maybe I didn't adequately convey convey my excitement to you guys uh, with Scribble Knots. Yeah, and that game finally came out. We were uh, given that go this morning. Yeah, the question that Jeff asked earlier: What will our kids talk about technology wise that'll confuse us? It'll be Scribble Knots. Yeah. Because I don't understand how that game works at all. Dude, I couldn't stump. I tried for about 20 minutes. I could not stump the game. I even made a Rooster Teeth Explain logo. what it is. It's, 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 like, it's almost like a platformer. You know, you go around and you've got to collect starites. you got to collect these little stars. It's like little puzzles. Like, get from here to here. Or look, oh, the starite's up in the tree. you got to get it from there. On the D- it's a Nintendo DS, it's a DS game. game. Yeah. Okay. And the way you do it is you type stuff into the game and it appears. So, like, let's say the star is in a tree. You're like, oh, well, I'll get an axe and I'll cut the tree down. Yeah, I got the star. Or Right. I'll drop a lumberjack down, and he'll cut the tree down. Or let's put a woodpecker on the tree, and he'll knock the tree down. Wow. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's so crazy that I uh, I typed in bully, and a bully came up and started beating me up. And then I, t- I typed in milk money, and my character 
picked up the, the money and went and gave it to the bully, and the bully left him alone for a few minutes. And then the bully started beating him up again, so I put him in quicksand. <laughs> but it's like... I, I did it. I put down just two random things. I put down an arsonist and a sled. And he immediately went over to the sled, set fire to it, and then got in it. And started <laughs> sliding around. He also put down God and Satan, and they started fighting each other. <laughs> God won. Awesome. God, God won. kicked Satan's ass. I think I saw a video demo once where someone had God fight Cthulhu. Oh, is he in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, I did, we did try a social experiment that we tried to put in Mohammed to see because that's a banned image, you know, they can get a lot of mm-hmm. trouble for making an image of that, and it's not in there. But who do they get in? That's who, the only thing really that I couldn't find. Who gets in trouble from who when you do that? Well, there was a Danish cartoonist who got murdered. Oh, no, he's a filmmaker. Yeah. By who, though? Who? Just uh, some, some individual, some radical individual. And somebody pointed out to me, and I thought this was a really interesting point, is like that might seem very backwards to us, but... Um, uh, what is what, what is when did Muhammad when did the Islamic religion start like in 400 AD? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. So we're 1400 years into it essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at 1400 AD, Christianity was at about that level. If you walked around like making images of Jesus Christ, you could be thrown in jail or killed. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. yeah. easily. Anyway, uh, not to excuse some dude getting killed for making a movie. That's completely unacceptable. But I th- I thought that was an interesting point that somebody made. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, on Scribble Knots, we tried to bust this thing. We tried to type in some object that this game would not have. I literally could not do it. I typed in vampire to make fun of my wife for reading Twilight. And then the vampire came up and started hitting my guy, like attacking my guy. So then I typed in cross and my guy got a cross and the vampire ran away. And then I tried the same thing today. I typed in steak and my guy stabbed him. And then I tried garlic and he chased the vampire away with garlic. It's crazy. crazy. It's yeah, really crazy. Of course, there are exceptions. It's not going to have like foul language or obscene. Right. Things. Like I didn't have vagina when I looked that up, but I didn't. Of expect course, it was to. the first thing he typed in, and I said, <laughs> and I go, I should have given the rules to you, and they are no proper names, no uh, obscene words, and then no, nothing copyrighted. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I do that though? Because I showed the internet to a guy one time in the army. This is in, <laughs> I'm gonna say ninety. Or 90, 94 or 95, this California, like, dirty, scuzzy surfer dude. Like, you wouldn't leave him in a room with your girlfriend for two minutes because somehow he would, you know, he'd, he'd have her bra in his hands, you know? Like, one of those kind of guys. And I showed him, it was myself and this other girl were doing something on the internet, and uh, like Netscape Navigator. And he walks up and he goes, well, what the hell is this? And uh, we go, oh, it's the internet. And he goes, I don't know, how does it work? And so we showed him a search engine, and you go, you type in anything you want here. And uh, this is on a military base in an office complex, like at, at the newspaper where I worked, you know. And uh, he goes, I just type in anything and it finds it. And he goes, I don't, like anything? We go, yeah. The dude goes, the first thing the dude ever touched on the internet, the first thing he typed, he typed in sloppy pussy. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and of course, I brought it up. And he goes, he just goes, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Move over. And so, like, sloppy. The guy spent the entire day like looking up sex stuff on a military <laughs> computer. And there was a woman in the office he typed that in? Yeah, she was hot, too. Oh, my she was just God. Sitting right next to us and she was just like, oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that guy would hate scribble knots. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be very disappointed. But because every time I, every time I go to type something in, in a scenario like that, that runs through my head. I wonder, it'd be really interesting if everyone <laughs> knew what their first search was. Hmm. Like, what was the first thing you typed in? I remember mine. What was yours? Misfits lyrics. Mits, misfits, misfits lyrics. Wow. Yeah. I, don't, I can't imagine what I typed in. Uh, I have a general idea. The first time I started using like a web browser search engines was at Math Camp. So uh, I think I was <laughs> trying to download um, a research paper about Fermat's last theorem. Whoa. Take it easy there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I bet. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what I it was. Bet. 
And then my second search was sloppy pussy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to. Yeah, duh. That's, that's not even two words I'd put together, you know? <laughs> but that was it. That was the first thing that you thought of. Sloppy. What, what, what a like, fucking maniac. <laughs> it's crazy. You know what the guy on the plane, the, the military guy, told me about, at least this was his theory, which I hadn't heard before, why women aren't in the infantry? Why is that? Why, well, you're an ex-military guy. Why do you think that? What do you think the main rule is why they're not in the infantry, why they don't fight? Um, I think... They say because of, like, sex stuff. People being uh, distracted because of uh, sex. He said the main reason is that the mindset of the infantrymen, they won't leave a wounded woman. That hmm. if they get shot down during an operation, that they will just finish the mission, you know, a guy. Yeah. But that they won't be able to leave a wounded woman. And they'll abandon the mission for the wounded woman. I thought that's that interesting. was interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't yeah. That's, that might be his I don't know if that's accurate, but... I don't know if it's accurate either, but maybe, you know, maybe that's the... You know, psychological reason they give them. For I tell you, women institutional should, sexism. Women should definitely be allowed to fight on the front lines. I was in the, I served in the army with some chicks that were tough as nails, dude. This this guy said he they had these physical competitions. He he, like I said, two fifty, solid muscle. He said a woman the size of my wife, my wife weighs nothing. Put him in an armbar in five seconds in a in a thing because he said he was like kind of like okay I'll take it easy and like kind of pushed her and then she grabbed his arm and threw him in an armbar. And it's like in all their promotional material they put out for his unit. It's always the picture of him. <laughs> him getting like, his ass kicked. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, it, it's got to be like that. It's such a fucking macho boys club in the military, you know? To be a woman, it's got to be really tough. They have to, they got to fucking represent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Did any of you guys ever beat Kathleen in an arm wrestle? Yes. I would never arm wrestle a woman. I have a rule against that. <laughs> it's a no-win scenario. Yeah, there's, there's no good outcome for you. Either you're going to you, lose, and you shouldn't lose to a woman, or you're going to beat her, and it's like, you asshole. Or you kick no, her no, fucking that's not ass. True. You get to hold their hand for, like, ten <laughs> seconds, so you have a moment there. Yes, you're right. We're sorry, Gavino. We're totally wrong. Yeah. Okay, this... I don't know if this is an appropriate conversation for the podcast, or even on topic, but we kept bringing this up. And there's a thing right there where Gav says you get to hold her hand for... Oh, know, God. Here days. we go. Yeah. So here's the big question. Here's the question. What is the age at which you think it takes place where you make out with someone, and you're not gonna have sex like you don't expect to have sex right like just like an evening of making out is just a normal evening or like where you you like you rate it on the base system like oh I got the second base right I think and I think there's a lot of people listening to the podcast that don't even understand what we're talking about that's appropriate to Gavin like he can imagine going on a date with a girl spend you know going to dinner then sitting in a car and making out for like two hours and then she (laughs) she drops him off at home Right. Or whatever. Or he drops know. her off. Or let's, he drops let's, her. let's give him some masculinity. Let's, well, I'm just trying, trying, to be, just trying to be accurate. But, but like, uh, if, if one of my friends came up to me and said, hey, I was dating this new girl, and we went out, and we made out for two hours, and then she went home, i go, what happened? What went, what went <laughs> yeah. wrong? How'd you blow it? <laughs> what happened? I mean, it's just like there's a certain age at which... It's if, somewhere in your 20s. Yeah, definitely sometime in the 20s. I'd say like 20... Like post-college, right? Like 23, 24? Yeah, 23, 24 yeah. sounds about right to me. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between that and, like, being on a date and giving someone a kiss, but, you know, like, like, um, like, even, like, weird things, like, I, I was making out with a girl and I got her top off, and then she went home, or, yeah. you know, that seems weird, No, right? it does, yeah. I don't it's know like, if that makes you... Like, you're, 90, you're 90% of the way there. High school shit. <laughs> Is that high school shit? Yeah. That was college shit for me. If we're gonna, if we're gonna make out, pants are coming off. It's, it's go we're gonna time. bump some uglies. We're about to have seven uncomfortable minutes. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that that uh, you hit that stage a lot sooner growing up in Alabama. Well, you know, twelve, where your teeth fall out when you eat a piece of candy. You want to talk about damn. that? My fucking tooth fell out. <laughs> Jeff lost a tooth. I lost half a tooth. Sunday, I was, I was eating. <laughs> no, dude, there's nothing like half a tooth. You lost a tooth. I was eating taffy. 
from fucking Oregon that Griffin brought back. And I took a bite and it sounded weird and like half my tooth was in my hand. You should have oh seen his God. face. He just looked over to me like with, with like with like a paused mid-chew look. Like, what? And then he just carried on chewing. It was like... Oh. And he's like, fuck. And he pulled out like a slice of the top of his tooth. Like, oh. So the tooth it didn't come out in one piece? It came out like in slivers? It was, it was like just one, that, just chunk. That one chunk. Yeah, it was out. like the top of his tooth. It was gross. So anyway, the best part was it didn't hurt at all, but the best part was I had to get... Monday morning, go to a dentist, and I don't have dental insurance. But, but that tappy... So I had to pay $1,400 for a fucking <laughs> wow. piece of taffy. So you had a $1,400 piece of taffy. Yeah, and, and now I have a temporary crown, and so I got to go back in three weeks so they can take that out, which I'm sure is going to be fun because it's glued to my mouth, and then get a new crown put in, the permanent one. Did they numb you? Oh, yeah, they numbed the shit out of me. <laughs> you, did that... something, you did something kind of smart Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys, I got a, I got a trick for the dentist. They come in, and they give you the shot, which is not fun, but whatever. You get the shot, and they say, all right, we'll take seven or eight minutes and come back and tell me if, if your lip feels heavy. No matter how your lip feels, you've got to tell them no, because they'll give you another shot, and you'll be numb as a motherfucker, because otherwise you'll feel it. No matter how numb you think you are from that first shot, you'll feel it. So always lie and tell them. It's, it's like, I was like, I'm barely numb at all. Is it supposed to feel? I don't know. It's like a little tingly, and he's like, okay, I guess we'll give you more. Do, 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 do. I didn't feel my face for a day and a half. <laughs> God. But there was but there was zero pain, and to make a to give you a crown, they have to like they have to sand your tooth down, and they have to shore up the sides and make the sides fucking skinny too. That's some nonsense going on in your mouth. You don't want to feel that. Well, not when your tooth is all spongy and decayed. <laughs> like, nothing wrong. Like the guy was even like, "Your tooth's fine. There's no cavities or anything. It's just half gone." <laughs> you know, the tooth is not fine. That is not the definition of a fine <laughs> the, tooth. The, the What's tuffy, left of my tooth was fine. The tuffy wasn't even. It was really soft, and it just sucked the top of your tooth off. It was, that's and that's gross. Awful. That's worse than like cracking it. It just got pulled off. <laughs> gross. Like the top of a hard-boiled egg. Basically. I stopped. I stopped eating that stuff. What was away. what was gross was writing the check. <laughs> or giving them my credit card. That's that. That was the part that was gross. You know, it does seem like that some candy goes out of its way to be particularly sticky. Like a Jolly Rancher. There's points at which I think I don't eat them anymore. But when I was a kid, I eat them. I think I'm never going to be able to open my mouth again. <laughs> this this you is just my get life. Locked in. Yeah, yeah. This is my life from now on. And what is that? And people be like, "What's wrong with you, Jolly Rancher?" <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't they use that stuff to like? Glue airplane wings on, <laughs> or glue your teeth back on together. Uh, yeah, put, your, you put sh- your crown on with a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, you could have filled in the gap with some of that chewed up taffy. It's harder <laughs> than your tooth, apparently. Hey, I see something new on your desk over there, Jeff. Oh, you looking at my PlayStation Slim? Yeah, yeah. Bernie bought me a PS3 Slim. I did. Thank did you they... so much for buying that, by the way. Yeah, well, great. Thank you for thanking me after I went out, bought you a PS3 Slim, and then I came back and set it up while you were at lunch. And Gus, he walked that in. That is the most miserable. He walked in, saw the PS3 on his desk, and was like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh my it was, it was the most upset. I, I, I can't imagine being that angry Listen, and getting a free video game console. I was, having, was, you, <laughs> I was having a really bad day. While I was out at lunch, I took Gav to get his laptop fixed at the Apple Store. First off, they refused to fix my laptop, which was awesome. Then, as a reward, after taking him uh, to get his fixed, we go out to the parking lot, and my tire got blown. So then I had to buy two new tires, and I spent like an hour and a half at a fucking discount tire. I was just in a horrible, horrible, horrible mood. It was though you were inconvenienced by the space that it was taking I know, up. Like, you had you had nowhere to put your coffee down. I There's immediately PS3 in the I way. immediately realized that I was being <laughs> just ridiculous, and I stopped. I'm very happy. I, I'm super appreciative. I went out last night and bought Infamous. It's the first per- first party PS3 game I've purchased. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I'm looking forward to doing that after this podcast. Nice. Yeah. He didn't make it up to me though. He made out with me for two hours. I did. Oh, oh yes. that's good. That, that makes it all better. And then we went home. I, I am. This is all part of an experiment that I'm kind of running with myself. Too is that. 
I, I've in the comments for the drunk tank, I've read that all we ever do is talk about Xbox 360, and, uh, and of course, then like Gus sneezes and throwing up too. But um, <laughs> so, I, so I said, you know what? I I want to go out and buy a PS3 because this new Slim looks cool. So I went out and bought it, and I'm doing a thing where I'm trying to only play my three my excuse me my PS3 for the next 30 days. And I just kind of started this, what, about a week and a half ago. Seeing what life is like as a PS3 That is gamer. retarded. If I, we, yeah. And you're going to miss Left 4 Dead DLC, and you're going to miss mm. ODST. Yeah, that's a big problem for me, obviously, right? I'm going to yeah. miss the ODST launch. Which... Every time I get an achievement in ODST, I'm going to show you. <laughs> I, know, I know. I mean, I have already played it. We got to play it for the commercials. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, giving myself an advantage there. But it's going to be so hard when everyone else yeah. has ODST yeah, and I'm not going to be able to play This it. is the time to play Firefight right when it comes out. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't worry. I'll be playing um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be playing Uncharted and Fat Princess, which, so, by the way, is a great game. I like Fat Princess, yeah. 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 Fat Princess is cool. Yeah, it's but great. Let, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you Metal Gear Solid 4. I've got that. And whenever you're done with um, Uncharted or Killzone 2, I'd like to right, check I this got, out. I bought Killzone 2, and then I bought Little Big Planet for the kids. And then I, I just bought Uncharted because Uncharted 2 is coming out. What's on the horizon other than Uncharted 2? Like, what, what, is, what is there to be excited about as a PS3 well, game? Well, Uncharted 2 is the big thing to be excited about. And I went out and bought Uncharted just to get ready for it. And then played Uncharted. And I gotta tell you, that is, that's Tomb Raider, that game. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, I went through a tutorial where I'm an Incan temple. And I'm learning to jump and grab ledges and then scoot along ledges and fire my gun. I don't I know mean, why, but I felt like it would be more than that. Well, I, the voice acting is really good, yeah. which is weird. Cause that character That's a weird, Drake, it's an odd thing to say. I don't know how to explain it. Cause I don't know how voice acting stands out in a video game. Well, we have a PS3 guy in the office, Brandon, and he's he had to go out and do, do what I just did. He had to go out and buy an Xbox 360 because he never <clears> played 360. And, uh, and he asked me, he goes, did you like the voice acting? I said, yeah, I really did like the vo- voice acting in Uncharted. It might just be a really well-written character and really well-acted. Yeah. But it really is Tomb Raider without Lara Croft. I mean, mm. that's the way it feels to me. They took out the tits. So it's kind of hard to get excited about the upcoming holiday season when Uncharted 2 is your main title. It would be like if for the Xbox 360, if the biggest title coming out was Saints Row 2. Because, well, yeah, it's a great game. It's a clone. And we yeah. all know it's a clone. It's a G- GTA mm. clone. Mm-hmm. But it's still a good game, but it's hard to make that like the linchpin for a... Uh... There's a difference, well, though. That, that, like, Saints Row does not give a shit. It knows it's a clone, and it will milk that fact. Does, is it the same with... Uncharted, does it does it know it's just a clone of Tomb Raider, or is it trying to be something else? I don't think I'm far enough into it to make that judgment. Okay. But, it, I mean, the fact that you go to an Incan temple right off the bat, I, I think they're just embracing it. Okay. Uh, well, so, I hear that Uncharted 2 is going to have three-player co-op with, like, people competing, completing, like, side missions and doing stuff to achieve a common goal. So we should try that out once it comes out. Yeah. So, yeah, we should. So what, well, what do you think about the PS3 so far? Well, uh, so far there's some stuff I really like about it, and then, you know, some stuff that I've just... You know, I guess haven't grown used to yet. The big thing is that I'm I'm only playing exclusive titles. I, I clearly I'm not going to buy Modern Warfare two for it, right? Or you Assassin's know. Creed, or... yeah, or Assassin's Creed or stuff that's cross platform. Just because I I would prefer to play those on the 360. To be honest with you, achievements, yeah. And they, they do have a trophy system in the PS3, which is pretty cool. I really like their dashboard system. I like you. I was you showed me a lot of the stuff the other day. I really like the fact that you have like an overall gamer level yep. via trophies. That's pretty cool. That's something I wish the 360 would incorporate. Uh-huh. I mean, I love the raw score we have, but it's cool to see that, like, you're a level four gamer, you know? Um, personally, I'm not a fan of that cross-menu bar that you're talking about, that dashboard's accessible anywhere. I think it's overly complicated. Well, I... 
Well, it's, you mean there's a lot of options on Yeah, there's too many options. It, that is true. But I mean, I always say you can't have enough choices, yeah. but you have too much But like you control. go to your display options, and there's just way too many. I think it's ugly. We... Bernie tried to play me a scene out of Children of Men, and we couldn't get we couldn't get it to play in sixteen nine. It was full it was full screen four by three, I, I and we couldn't figure D- it out. I think that's a DVD playback error or something. I don't oh, know. What well, it we was. played it. We played it on the Xbox, and it worked fine. Yeah, we did. Yeah. By the way, that movie has some fucking awesome long shots in it. Yeah, that was <laughs> insane. Yeah, Gav hadn't seen it. He mentioned he hadn't seen it, so I got the movie just to bring it in to show him those long. Like takes. there was one like ten minute take where blood went on the on the lens, and they slowly digitally removed it as the take went on right yeah, I, and you don't even realize and they fade it. it out like in areas of black on mm-hmm. the screen did you like that movie bernie children men no i didn't like I the didn't movie like it either uh, but i liked it on a technical level the action stuff is great like when they're when he's like running through the street and he's trying to get into that building and there's the gunfight going on yeah all around. that's a tremendous scene you know and what? it was shot very well but it's it's funny to think like there's one bit where he's already been running around and dodging bullets and jumping behind cars for like eight minutes and then he walks into a building and there's a guy with like I think he's missing his legs or something just like lying yeah. on the ground imagine being that actor just like you hear action and then in eight minutes you have to start acting <laughs> and you're basically waiting for Clive Owen and a steady cam to come bolting into the room and it's like oh I bet you must be so nervous like I don't, don't want to fuck this up, up. Yeah. it must be like a fucking week long reset to do that again yeah, they That's said point. they said that in the uh, behind the scenes which is like you did not want to be the person to mess up one of these you would be, scenes you would be like Fired without a, a second of thought. Yeah, they, they just digitally removed you. That's, fucking, that's exactly scene. right. They You'd be worried that you. Christian they, Bale would hear about it and then fly up and kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so is Clive Owen, where is he from? Is he Welsh as well? No, I think he's English. English? Is he a yeah. Brummy? He's not. I've been teaching Jeff all these, <laughs> the other terms for areas around England. Like if you're from Liverpool... You're a Scouser. A if you're scouser from Birmingham, sister. you're a Brummy. Or a, jo- or a Geordie. If you're, if you're from Newcastle, you're a Geordie. What, 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 what is the origin of those words? What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about yeah, you know, Every time from. I ask you a question, you don't know anything. <laughs> anytime I ask you a question. Oh, every, I don't know. I, I found that value. Every, everything I guessed in last week's podcast was spot on. I'd just like you to know that. Congratulations. You win the guessing award. Every, everyone in the comments has been <laughs> bitching about like my absolutely sloppy explanations about anything. Why don't like, you... Everyone in England must be mad at me for, <laughs> for butchering our history. Why don't you guess where Clive Owen's from then? Uh, I'm guessing England. What part of England? Genius. I don't, what, I don't know. Fucking guess. How can I guess that? Take, do, do it right now. Let's I see ge- how, I'm how... guessing he was from Ealing. Ealing? I'm going to say Sussex. Okay. I'm going to say he's from a village in the Philippines that just recently had a pig stolen from it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I think he's from. But, um, yeah, so, but back to the PlayStation 3, I actually, things I like better than the 360, I like the dashboard better because I tend to be playing games when I hit the dashboard. And it comes up a lot faster, and it's your full dashboard in the game. I think that's pretty cool. You don't have to quit out of your game to get the dashboard. But, yeah, but, but if how... you want to do anything in it, doesn't it kill your game? Yeah, but it says, do you want to quit? Yeah, but there's not that pause. That I hate that, get. though. I hate those, do you want to do this, dialogues. Listen, the thing about, the, the whole thing about the PS3, and, and maybe this is just a just like a one-off game, and it's not like this for anything else, but you tried to show me Pain the other Oh, day. right. Pain is a downloadable, a like, $10... PSN title. It's yeah. like an arcade game, but for yeah, PS3. Yeah, it's like an Xbox Live right. arcade game. And the first thing you did was you downloaded it, <laughs> yes. and that was totally fine. It's like a 400 meg file. You downloaded it, it took about 10 minutes, and then you had to install it, which I find to be incredibly annoying, because it you don't have weird. to do that in the 360. When you download a game, you play it. On you the know? PS3, you have to install all your retail games and install all your downloaded games. But, after you installed it, it said there's a mandatory update for this game. It was 300 <laughs> megs. You had to download that, then install it. 
it there were five of those. It took us oh, about an hour and a half to play yes. that game. An hour and a half of yeah, downloading that's... and installing. Why? What the fuck? It, it was, was... 1.7 gigs of downloads to play a 400 <laughs> meg game. Yeah. And then once you got in to that game, it was Pain by Axe. It's like a sponsored game, kind of like the Doritos game is on Xbox Except Live. Except the Doritos game is free. <laughs> yes, it is. And this thing was 10 bucks, and it has Axe all over it. <laughs> it even has a character who's holding a can of Axe in his hand. And one of the trophies is associated with spraying yourself with Axe in flight. You know, it's like a ragdoll game where you fire your characters out of a slingshot and break down. Yeah, it's all physics-based. Yeah. Gav, fun game. Back me up. It is a fun game. Wrong. There's, def- there's definitely more to that game than First Meet CI. But it, it, seriously, if you pick up that game and play it for 10 minutes and then put it down, it's the fucking worst game ever. And it's not worth it's, it's not worth the time to download I, it, let alone the money. I've picked up that game three times trying to play it, and it's a piece of shit but every I do, time. But I do like that game. If there's, the first 10 minutes aren't good, why would you put, give it another 10 minutes? It's deeper than you think. Well, you're describing my experience with Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm, I'm really trying to... I, before I started doing this ex- experiment, I was trying to you know really get through Mass Effect and play it. And uh, it's just that that, that's been a really hard game to get into for some reason for me. I had similar problems. But, uh, and let me be clear about this experiment that I'm doing. I'm not doing this to try to show how the 360 is a better console. I'm really trying to, like, go through this and make this my main console. And and for 30 days and see what that's like. Yeah. And be objective. Pain is a deeper game than what you think it is. It really is. Yeah. I I agree with you. If you have deep pockets and you can afford to (laughs) pay for every fucking element of the game. Okay, so there's a problem with the game. When you first load up, it's one level sponsored by Axe, and there's five other levels or four other levels that you can choose, but they all say buy me. And you've already paid $9.99, right? And they're six bucks each, right? So there you go. You got, and then there's 21 characters in the game. You have to buy all those too, so and they're a dollar, forty five bucks. And you don't have to buy the characters. Twenty one, twenty one plus twenty four for the maps. That's forty five. Yeah. Then ten bucks to get the the game in the first place. Fifty five. And you don't have to buy the characters, but you do if you want to get the trophies because they have trophies assigned to characters. They do that cost money. But the 360 has DLC, and they have achievements associated with DLC, and it takes away your finished games when they put out DLC for it. Man, I guess. I, I don't like the idea of a whole, like, build your own version of the game based on what you want. I think that's that's a bad model. By the t- time you're done buying everything, you are easily over the price of a retail and game. And that's not a retail game. And uh, no, I don't. I, I agree. I do not, not feel like that's a retail game. Yeah. That'd be like if you, in, tri- it's like in Trials HD, if you had to buy every level above easy. Have you have you encountered any other PSN games that are like that or use that a la carte model? No, that's and that's a really popular title. Yeah, the the, the updating system on that is weird. Like you download, the game came out. I looked it up. I think it was like a year and a half ago, and so you still download the 1.0 version. Then you update to 1.1. Then you update to 1.2. Then you update, and it's like all the way to 1.5 or whatever. How long was that process? It it took us an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of yeah, that was kind of rough. It was ridiculous. Well, once I get my living room set up and. uh... I got my PlayStation out of storage. I'll, I'll I'll play with you online. We'll play some we'll play some games. Yeah, the uh, and so it was. Um, so I'm in the middle of the experiment, and that was um, yeah, that was that was kind of rough. That was a rough first experience with pain. But Fat Princess is very cool, and it has 32 player multiplayer, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fucking awesome. That's like a Castle Crashers meets Warcraft. The RTS. The, right. Yeah, the RTS Warcraft. Because you're like chopping down trees, but you're doing it yourself, and mm-hmm. you're upgrading like the thing that makes wizards. Yeah, and you can either be like a wizard or a priest or a warrior. Or, or an archer, and you run around. And, or a peon. Yeah. yeah. Or a peon, do whatever you want. And you can, you're can you trying to like just take your princess back from the other castle. Yeah, it's like capture the flag, but the flag is a princess who may or may not be fat. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. If, and if you you can feed her cake to make her fat, so it's harder to carry her. So the, slows yeah, you down. the enemies can't carry her. Fat. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's and, and it's a cute game. It's, it's not a very deep <clears throat> game, but it's fun. no. Yeah, it gets old. It's a yeah, cute yeah, game for a little while, but have you played so Flower? I hear yeah. Flower's tremendous. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a definitely a different kind of experience, and I have played it, and it's like where the 360 seems to be leaning towards cute. Sure, the, like with avatars and stuff. Yeah, the PS3 definitely seems to be t- leaning towards the odd. You know what I mean? Like that Japanese odd stuff, like a game all about flowers. Hmm. Or, you know, Katamari would be like on the borderline of cute. You yeah. Know? Um, it's definitely odd. Or Jimmy, Nobby Nobby. Or, definitely. Know. I haven't played Nobby Nobby, but oh, I have man, downloaded it. I forgot it. about that. I have downloaded it. So. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking this stuff out. So I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. Th- things I like about it, I love the fact, like on the controllers... When you hit the PS3 button, it brings up a menu that you would expect, like turn off the, the system, turn off the console, or turn off the controller. And then it has another option to reassign the controller. Like if you're playing as player two, you can reassign it to player one. That's really cool. I'd love to see that. Yeah, on the it's handy. It's yeah. A, yeah, but annoying thing about the controller, you have to, if you want to use the chat pad, it has to be charged separately. So it you does. You have to charge the controller and the chat pad. Because the, yeah. the chat pad and the... The headset are independently Bluetooth as well as the controller. So it's and three it things you're having to keep charged. And it doesn't come with a headset. There's, it seems like there's no social gaming aspect to the PS3. Today. Yeah, the the console does not come with a headset. I had to pay fifty bucks to get a wireless Bluetooth headset, which I can use with my phone, but I'm not going to do that. I haven't I haven't investigated this, but and I'm going to guess this is not the case. But is there like a party system like the like when when I start playing an Xbox game or when I turn my Xbox 360 on the first thing I do is I go to my dashboard I see who's online I invite people to a party I get like Jack and Gav and you or whatever in and then we're like hey what are we gonna do are we gonna play an arcade game tonight or are we gonna play you know Gears of War or Left 4 Dead or whatever yeah and we figure it out and we all play together is there anything like that well there is a chat but I think it's single player chat and like when you send messages to people and is this good or bad they don't have a voice aspect of the messages you can send to people I think that's good I think it's good too. Honestly, I really do. And the other thing, the, the versatility of the uh, the chat pad, it does suck to have separate power. Like, the chat pad actually has an on-off switch, and you charge it separately. But then you also don't have to have it connected to your controller. You can have it separate and okay. just leave it on your desk and then just pick it up when you want to type something. I guess that's... Yeah, yeah. That, that is kind of handy. Yeah, it's also above the joysticks, which is not seems weird to me, but I think that's just because I'm used to the 360 being below mm. the joysticks. I actually really like playing the th- with the 360 controller with the chat pad on. I do too. I like it, the feel, it, it feels like the original Xbox, that like monster? The, the, the Godzilla one. Yeah, it definitely gives it a, a nice weight. Well, yeah. is there much more we want to talk about before we wrap up here? Well, just like out of the box in the PS3, I want to tell you one more thing. It is nice that it's a neat square. Like, you don't have the wireless adapter. It comes built in, and it doesn't have that huge brick power brick that the 360 I, has. It definitely has, I will say, it has a low profile. I mean, it's just like, it's on my desk here, and there's two small wires yeah. connected to it, and that's it. Yeah, right. That's nice. And that it, the fact that 360 doesn't come with wireless, I always thought it was a big detraction of the 360, but I, the fact that the PS3 doesn't have a headset, I think that's a pretty good trade-off, because I definitely want a headset. I don't necessarily want wireless. Right. Not everybody's into wireless. Yeah. Like, for instance, on my PS3 I have at home, I, it's not wireless. I have it hooked in to my entertainment console. Yeah, I, I always the, play wired. The thing I, I fail to understand is the 360 obviously has some kind of wireless capabilities. It's already communicating with your wireless controllers. Well, that's Bluetooth. Is, is it Bluetooth? For the I think it is. I thought it was a proprietary one, but, but regardless. It's green, there, green tooth. There is <laughs> some type of wireless transmission going on there. Jeff, are you uncomfortable with us talking about tooths? So much? No, I'm okay. I don't want to. I'll, I'll survive. Some, some kind of post-traumatic thing. But I, we I appreciate about the concern. Half tooth technology. We were talking about that wireless technology, wireless wireless electricity, and how there's already like tables that will 
use those magnetic coils to charge stuff on the tables. Like, you'll just put mm-hmm. your phone on it. it. It'd be cool to have, in future, a console where if you placed your controllers and peripherals on top, it would charge them. That'd be a pretty cool thing. That'd be neat. Yeah, okay. Why don't you build that? <laughs> I got that Energizer charging stand for my PS3 controllers. That thing is hard to push things into. Like, Really? Yeah. yeah. It's those mini, tiny little USB connectors. Mm-hmm. And so you got to line it up just right. It's... It ain't easy. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I think I linked that uh, in last week's link dump. Uh, in this week's link dump, can you can you add a couple things for me? Sure. Uh, can you please link the nine eleven FARC thread, and you can see in real time people reacting to the nine eleven thing. They link it every year on the anniversary of nine eleven. All right. And then um, one more thing I want to mention about the the PS three though, um, is that the, the just the the feel of the Dual Shock is something I just can't get used to. And I don't know why, in all the games I've played so far, the shooting is not the right trigger. It's the right bumper That's button. That's retarded. Yeah, so it's, it's just... not... If we're in PS3 talk, it's not the R2 button, it's the R1 button. Oh, yeah. Makes no sense. You got a trigger. No, no, but that's not... But a trigger is like a pressure set. Like, there's, like, hundreds of different levels of pressure you can put on a trigger. When you're shooting, you just need on-off for a, for a shooting. I got news for you, buddy. If you pick up a gun and fire it, you're firing a fucking trigger. And it, which is pressure sensitive. Right? What I'm saying is, it it doesn't affect the, what you're doing d- depending on how hard you press it. Uh, he's making an argument that doesn't yeah. make any sense. What do, what do you mean? All right, it, it's meaningless. What you're saying has no point. To shoot, to shoot a gun, you need to just be able to click a button to shoot the gun. You don't need this pressure sensitive trigger to shoot a gun. Yeah, but it's a bigger button and it's more comfortable for your finger. We're not talking. It's no one right was place. talking about fucking pressure sensitive stuff. It's not. We're talking about trigger. We're talking about placement. You jackass. God damn it, Gavino. I, I like Gus gets mad at Gav. This, this time it's for no reason. <laughs> it's because you're, it's talk, like... you're talking about nonsense. Well, it's fine because that button's black. Hey, why don't I mean, we... This is hey, nonsense. Gus. Gus hey, has Gu- to edit your retarded ass. Why don't we talk about the fact that at breakfast today, <laughs> orange juice fell out of your mouth and you got shocked by it. <laughs> I, like, I was the only one... There was, there was like six of us at the table. I was the only one that noticed Gus. He just took a sip, <laughs> leant back, and like... A massive dollop of orange juice just fell no, straight it, out of his mouth. It didn't just fall, it shot out. <laughs> yeah, and he was he was so surprised by it. He was like, what the fuck just happened to me? Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> it made him jump. Jeff's over the other end of the table spilling his coffee. Oh man, I spilled my coffee everywhere. What did you, did you do? I have no idea. Somehow my hand was on the coffee cup. <laughs> I didn't put it there. I just looked over and my hand was on the coffee cup and it was like flipping it. I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I lost control of my left arm I, for a little bit. I got gross lipstick. Coffee cup today. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get swine flu off that bitch. Yep. Why's he gotta be a bitch? That was a little. What do you? What does that mean? <laughs> Here we go again. All right. Anything else before we kill it? Nah. No. Just wish me luck in my PS3 experiment. Good luck. I hope I'll be playing with you soon online. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Ta-ta. Right. Bye.